Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Voted Best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning tequila since 2011. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask. Serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow. Our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. In the southwest now, I have Stephen. I must uh, pronounce it that way since we have an expanded area. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Stephen Marsh joining me as always, my co-host from Las Vegas, Nevada. And Stephen, my friend, how are you? We're doing good. Welcome to fall, although you wouldn't know it, but welcome to fall. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to another great Wednesday show. Uh, I'm doing well, though. I'm, it's already Wednesday. Can't believe how fast the weeks are going by. And uh, how about yourself? We never ask you how you're doing. How are you doing, yeah, Scott? I, I'm doing great, and we're getting ready for uh, for the hockey season to get into full swing here eventually. Um, tonight's another great show. We've got some great guests with us tonight. We're going to jump into it early because I see I have them both online, but. Last week, we talked to the captains at UNLV. Tonight, we're talking to the captain and assistant captain uh, with the uh, Arizona Wildcats. So um, we have two of the four. So I'm going to say right now, we have Anthony Cusinelli, the captain, with us. We have Bailey Marshall, one of the assistant captains, with us. And Matthew Hole and Alex Johansson are also uh, newly named captains for this season. So um, let's jump in. Guys, uh, Scott and Steven with you tonight. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, it's been weird, right? I know we've uh, we've talked a little bit about this since March, but let's jump right into to how things are going right now. We spent six months in probably the strangest conditions uh, anybody in the world has ever experienced in this pandemic. So, uh, Koos, let's start with you. Uh, what's it been like for you this past six months, and how have you kept yourself sane? Yeah, it's been tough for sure. Um Kind of not knowing when the season was going to start it was definitely difficult for a while. But just uh, kept myself busy this summer, kind of stepped away from hockey for a little bit. Um, been working out, though, since uh, everything started happening. So I'm in good shape. I know most of the guys have been working out pretty often. But, yeah, I mean, not much going on right now in Tucson. Just kind of hanging out each day and working out, waiting for the season to start here soon, hopefully. Bailey, how about you? How are you? Uh, how have you handled this uh, ridiculousness of six months? Yeah, uh, same thing over here. Obviously, I've been itching to get on the ice here, uh, but with everything going on, that hasn't been possible down in Tucson. But uh, we're we're hoping to get on on the ice pretty soon here. Just been hitting the gym. The uh, rec center's finally open, so it's been good to 
you know, finally get back in the gym. I've been working out in my backyard all summer and I'm kind of sick of that. So <laughs> glad to be back. Uh, yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> um, so I've been joking with the coaches here in the Southwest guys uh, a little bit about uh, an arms race going on between the ACHA D1 teams. Uh, and I'm talking about you guys, uh, Arizona State, UNLV, even Grand Canyon. Um, now you've got a couple of new teams coming into uh, the conference as well. But um, your coaches have gone out and continued to, to find the best quality talent that they can find to help build and bolster your rosters. So Coos, back to you on this one. Uh, as the captain of this squad again this year, um, how important is it in – is it for you to continually to build quality players and create competition for, uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I first got here, it was kind of the beginning of the rebuild and we kind of found that out pretty quickly. Um, my freshman year was nothing special, but sophomore year was our biggest step. We kind of finally won the conference, Cactus Cup, all that jazz, and we started moving in the right direction. But yeah, like you said, for now, um, it's not too often we kind of have 15 or so incoming guys and it's not a rebuilding year. It says a lot to the core we have right now. And I mean, we didn't have too many weaknesses last year. I think maybe our defense was a bit uh, not as deep as we liked and had some injuries, but I mean, we're reloaded this year. We got a really good team, so I'm excited. Okay. So Bailey, you get a chance to, uh, to come back again and, and, and be a fifth year guy to uh, compete for that, coveted national championship you get to do it with your brother again you get to do it with a lot of guys that uh you become very familiar with at the uh the old pueblo as we say uh tell me just a little bit about what you expect the uh the start of the season to be like as different as it, we all predicted anyway yeah so uh the season obviously this year we're, we're losing a couple big guys from last year a couple captains that played a big role uh just a leadership role for our team uh, and like Koos said, we got 15 guys coming in. So obviously we need to uh, make sure that we keep our same culture from last year. And uh, we try to mold that into the new guys right away. And just, you know, right, from, right when, you're, when we're able to touch the ice or start practicing or getting together with the team, uh, we just got to instill that in them. And, and, you know, obviously it worked for us last year toward the end of the year. So uh, we're just hoping to keep that going this year when the new guys come around. All right, Stephen, fire away. Sure, I want to go back to Anthony on this one, on, Cus on Cusinelli on this one. Uh, so we obviously talked about, Scott just mentioned at the top of the show, you guys have two uh, players that are going to be taking uh, on leadership roles that are going to be taking those all alternate captain roles, Matthew Hole and Alex Johansson. So maybe just talk about how excited you are for those guys to be able to help lead this group and, and what they bring to your guys' team and, and just and how excited you are to have them. Uh, be able to wear the A on on their sweaters as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm fired up for them. Um, they definitely both deserve it. Uh, definitely tough losing Manny Rowe and Chris Westland. Those are both two huge leaders for our team. But, I mean, uh, don't need a letter to be a leader. Um, guys kind of figure that out. And Josie's been awesome, vocal. He brings it every night. He's always working his hardest. And then Matt Hole definitely stepped up a lot more last year. He was a lot more vocal and a big part of our back end. So, both of those guys definitely deserve it, and I know they'll both be great captains along with me and Bailey. Okay, so Bailey, you've had a chance now to uh, to play in the national tournament when you were at UCO. Um, you got back, and everything kind of just vanished for everybody. I know you guys were really heartbroken in the fact that you couldn't get to go to Dallas and, and compete for what 
a lot of people thought could have been your really good shot at a national championship. So mm -hmm. that being said, how do you rebuild and refocus? Um, we know the talent you have. We know the talent around you. Uh, how do you refocus that and get prepared for uh, a national championship run this year? Yeah, so uh, obviously that whole thing in March, it really took the wind out of our sails. You know, we were really, we were really pumped uh, thinking that we had a shot because, you know, we were rolling at that time. Uh, but obviously, like I said earlier, you know, we really got to take our mentality from last year and, and uh, instill that in the new guys. But, you know, it's, it's just going to be tough because a lot of guys haven't skated, in, you know, six, since March, since that last ASU game. So uh, it's really just going to have to be, you know, maybe, maybe some of the captains or just any of the older guys, you know, getting on top of those, uh, those new guys and just making sure everybody's working hard and on the same page trying to win a national championship this year. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, a good attitude to take coming into this. One of the things that we, that's been bounced around, guys, and I'm sure you've heard the rumors, if nothing else, but uh, with the shortened season, uh, if you do actually get started in January and, and play it out, there's a chance that there could be a conference tournament, and with a conference tournament would mean, a you know, essentially a playoff to get into the national tournament the way it looks now. Um your thoughts on that, Coos? Excited about that, or is that something that uh, you're kind of going like, "Yeah, that's not really what I expected." But, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, I uh, wasn't too thrilled about it all to start. To be honest, I uh, I don't think it's fair when certain teams don't get in just because of the conference playoffs. We've seen that happen each year, but it started to grow on me a bit more as the summer went on. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's pretty fair. I mean, the best team deserves to go and. If it's a smaller tournament, then that's how it's going to have to be. So it'll be up to us to make sure we're ready to go in that playoff. Steven, you got another one? Yeah. Uh, Bailey, let me go to you on this. Uh, kind of going along those lines, you know, we talking about this 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 tournament thing with the conference. Uh, I guess with UNLV joining and Grand Canyon joining and, and just this level of competition that you guys see – uh, with those schools and just the teams around this around this uh, area and, and within this conference, um, what is that like? I mean, it, it, it's it's really top notch uh, quality teams that you guys face in this conference, and and how and how does that help you guys prepare, or how does it help you guys perform to kind of give it your all, knowing that you have to be your very best every night when you're playing teams like UNLV and other teams around the WCHL. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, our division is getting a little better with UNLV and uh, ASU definitely stepped it up last year as well, and I'm sure they're going to be a good team this year. Uh, but, you know, sorry, I actually need you to repeat the question there. I just lost it for a second. <laughs> just what it's, just what it's like to, to – the, the level of competition that you oh, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. raise. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just – you know, it's going to be a little nerve-wracking, but, you know, it's, it, it gives us some competition – uh, so, you know, we're, we're really, instead of us having to target our back last year, because we won the last two years, you know, we got other teams that we're going in every game, like they're going to give it their all and it's going to be a tough team to win. So definitely, uh, it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard having to win that, that tournament, but you know, we're, uh, just got to work hard from the, the second we're allowed to touch the ice. Guys, and we talk about tournaments, uh, right now I've got on the screen next to me, uh, the, uh, the NHL Stanley Cup final, and it's been totally strange for that, too. I don't know if you guys uh, have kept up with that or enjoyed doing that or if you kind of just want to put it aside, but uh, if you've been following it, they they actually called this a NHL tournament from the start. 
do you guys kind of liken what you're going through as a uh, similar to this? You're not actually in the bubble, but it's, it's really kind of a different atmosphere with no fans and, and things like that. Are you kind of looking at what you may be going into Coos? Yeah. I mean, I was one of the few, I think against the whole NHL playoffs because I did not think it would work out, but they did an awesome job and it's been cool watching hockey again. It kind of makes me wish I was out there, but yeah, I mean, it's a short, uh, not short season for them, but short playoffs. And I mean, if that's what we're getting into, so be it. But maybe we can find a way to get a ACHA bubble going, Scott, if you can take care of that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, work, I'll work on that for you. Maybe the uh, WCHL in the western part will uh, will put you guys all in a bubble somewhere and battle it out. But Coos, <laughs> um, when we talk uh, about uh, – leading a team in this. And I know one of the things that you guys have in, in Tucson, and it's no secret, the uh, the fan base that you guys have for ACHA hockey is incredible. How difficult will that be if you're not able to have those fans there to support you, um, both for you and, and what do you think for them? Yeah, I mean, I think we have the best home ice advantage in the conference, if not one of them. I mean, obviously – Seems like UNLV and UCO pack the house every night, but I mean we got a pretty special atmosphere out here. Um, hopefully there's fans. If not, we'll have to create our own energy. But that's kind of out of our hands at this point. Steven? yeah, let me go ask uh, ask uh, Anthony on this one. Uh, what's it what's it like on on campus? I, I asked the UNLV guys this last week and. And just, um, you know, with, with the season coming up here and we're seeing what's happening uh, with the colleges as they're going to school and there's, you know, the classes on campus online and just, um, you know, we're seeing with, with outbreaks of COVID. Uh, what's it like on campus for you if, if you're on campus at all? or And, and just what is it going to – what is the uh, discipline or the um, – what's the word I'm looking for? The amount of attention that it's going to require you, you and the team to kind of stay – make sure you guys stay out of situations where you could be exposed to the virus or just in those situations. So you guys can be ready to perform and play in January if that's when the season starts. Yeah, for sure. So um, campus is definitely a bit strange. Um, everyone's online classes for the most part. So we're doing that part from home, but Bailey and I have actually been working out together each day on campus at the rec center. And as you could imagine, masks are required basically everywhere, everywhere you go on campus which uh, isn't the best when you're working out, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's been definitely a lot different in terms of us being smart about everything. Um, I think we have a mature group here. Guys understand what's at stake and we need to make sure that the cases stay down on campus if we want any shot of the school allowing us to play. So for now, it's just making sure we're in shape, uh, staying out of trouble and just waiting and hopefully we get back on the ice soon. Bailey, kind of a, a follow-up on that one, if you will, is, uh, you know, I know you guys are taking online classes right now, but uh, how different is it? Is it is it really a psychological difference, too, for you guys, or are you able to uh, kind of just block that out and go about your business? I mean, I'd say that every day is different. You know, some days you wake up and it's just, you know, it's hard to get the motivation to want to turn on the screen and go to class because it's just so different and you know, it's just a different atmosphere. And I, I don't know, personally, I learn better in a classroom when I have visual and it's just not the same for me. Uh, but, you know, other days, you know, we try to get together with the boys and just try to forget all about quarantine, you know, have a pool day or something like that. So 
you know, you get try, trying to balance out the crappiness with the good. So that's pretty much been our, our, our life in quarantine. Yeah, I hear you. It's, uh, it, it's that way all over. And, uh, you know, everywhere that I go, I see it. But I also see some optimism in, in the fact that right now Pac-12 is looking at trying to get their football season back on track. And I'm guessing that's what your administrators and things are looking at too. Is that kind of the way it feels as a player? you got to see some, some football or something happening so somebody's leading the way and pointing the direction for you guys? Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely gives me hope. Uh, obviously, you know, we're hoping to get on the ice as soon as possible, hopefully sometime in October here. But seeing those other sports playing and Pac-12 really, really talking about starting, I think really gives us a better chance of following in their footsteps, just like, you know, every, every professional sport did that. Steven, you got another one for the guys? Sure. Uh, let me ask uh, Bailey um, on this one. Um, you know, when when we look at when we look at the composition of of, of the level you guys play at in, in regards to um, comparison with the the NCA level and just hockey that we see on on TV with the NHL and the American Hockey League, um, it seems like it doesn't seem like there's. I mean, there's obviously there's differences, but it seems like. Uh, I think people sometimes underestimate how good of hockey the the ACHA really is. So maybe just just maybe talk about that. Just you know how good really the hockey in the ACHA. I mean Scott and I see it, and we know how good it is, and a lot of our listeners probably do. But maybe those that just don't want to give ACHA hockey a chance, why should they? Why should they follow uh, this level and, and 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 you guys and all the other teams around here? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I totally agree with you. There is a lot of skepticism around club hockey, but uh, to really put it in perspective, it's just how there's no D2 hockey in NCAA. There's just D3 and D1. And, uh, you know, I played D3, and I had the same mindset that D1 club wasn't going to be all that. But, you know, I really I really believe after playing the last three years that the top 15, 20 D1 ACHA teams could definitely compete in uh, the D3 NCAA. And, you know, they obviously have more resources resources than we do you know we only have so much ice at the tcc where when i was playing d3 we had a few hours every day plus uh, a, a lot of access to a lot of different things uh but when you really put it in perspective i think that some players in acha they just didn't luck out like some of the some of the better players in d1 because you know you still hear about d1 ncaa guys dropping down to club and uh or some guys just didn't get the ice time they wanted and, and they ended up here so Really, uh, it's a better league than it gets credit for, I think, and uh, you could really compare it, compare it to those leagues as well and the players that, that are there. Koos, I'm going to follow up on that one with you and, and talk just a little bit about uh, the composition of your team this year from what you've seen on paper because you haven't been able to obviously get on the ice yet, but uh, from what you see on paper, where did you guys get better and where did you maybe uh, have to fill some voids? Yeah, so we definitely lost a few key guys. Um, but I think a big part of our makeup last year was uh, injuries and some guys choosing not to play second semester due to playing time, whatever it may have been. But I think we got very deep on defense. We got uh, two impact players, Fisher and Shively, on the decor, immediately top four guys, and then throw them in with Hull, Jones, and Timor, and guys like that. And we're going to be very deep. Um, Obviously, Tro and Biv on the uh, between the pipes. We have a chance to win every game. 
And then up front, uh, most of the same guys lost a few, but also got a few new freshmen. But I think we're going to be a well-balanced team once again. Okay, so we talked about uh, the whole team as a whole, and I want to talk a little bit about you two and your roles because um, you guys play a pretty fast-paced, skilled style of game where you like to move the puck quickly and you like to score. Is that a fair fair uh, assessment for both of you guys, uh, Bailey? Yeah, it's pretty fair. Okay. So if you're if you're moving the puck and uh, you're looking to score, I also know that you guys enjoy the pass and the setup as well because I've watched you guys enough to know that. So tell me about the mentality when you're out there. Are you pass first, shoot first, or uh, whatever the defense gives you is what you end up with? Yeah, I'll go first on this one. Um, I think most people know I'm shoot first at this point. Uh, <laughs> it's nice having a guy like Bailey and our defense always going to puck up to me quickly. But yeah, I think through, that's where me and Bailey differ a little bit, I believe. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. I'm definitely more of a pass-first guy. Uh, I, I like to think it's more safe on somebody else's stick if I can put it in a good position. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, but obviously, you know, if the shot's there and it's a, and it's a – pretty easy shot i'm not gonna not take it yeah yeah yeah. i want to i want to follow up one more on that one uh with you bailey for sure on that but you scored some big goals i think i saw you score a uh an overtime winner right in front of me at the tcc and i I just want you to uh think about the goals that you've scored at tcc and how they've uh affected the way you play and, and the reasons for maybe coming back and want to do it again and win that national tournament because that crowd goes crazy when you put the puck in the net and win a game. Yeah. I mean, it's the atmosphere is really awesome. And I mean, I, I remember my first game uh, two years ago, I scored my first game here and it was against ASU and the crowd went nuts and, you know, the feeling was pretty incredible. And then, uh, you know, that last game against ASU where that was probably the biggest crowd I played in front of. And uh, you know, they just go nuts and it's really just an indescribable feeling. So just makes you want to do it more and more so coos i know you're used to that because that's you're just you're just big game coos so we, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that but you've scored some really big ones and i joke with you when we lost tim gasson last year and and we had a chance to visit about about the way tim would get excited whenever you touch a puck i think it's the Cusinelli part but talk about some of your big goals i, I know it's hard because you're trying to be modest but You've scored some big ones, and, and that crowd is electrified whenever you hit the ice. So what's it like, and what do you expect this year when you finally get back out there? Yeah, for sure. And going back to Tim, I think uh, his goal calls were one of the best, if not the best. His uh, his emotion was awesome, and he definitely brought it every night. But, yeah, scoring at the CCC is definitely different. Um, I'll definitely miss that feeling. It's pretty indescribable just – scoring and turning, looking at all the thousands of fans stand up and going crazy for you and just wanting us to win so badly is an awesome feeling. And we're definitely spoiled with the fans we have here in Tucson. All right, I got one more, Stephen, then I promise you can jump in. Um, the summer, guys, I took a, a little trip on my way back to my home state of Minnesota, and I stopped in uh, St. Louis, and I ran into an old wildcat in uh, John Hogan and the, and the program he's putting together uh, with Maryville and they came and played you guys a couple of years ago and you guys took it to him pretty good and and he talks about his ties into the Wildcats but when I was there he said hey you got to go see uh, Liberty University or Lin- I'm sorry Lindenwood University in St. Louis and I saw their facility and 
Guys, when I got there, I almost fell over because I couldn't believe that facility existed in ACHA D1 hockey. Uh, I know what the TCC is like, and I know that what you guys really need is some ice, some alternate ice so that you can get on the ice and practice. But uh, the growth of ACHA hockey, uh, we talked about the talent level, but the growth, just the more teams and the better facilities and things like that. Uh, in your estimation, Coos, what, what do we have to do to continue to grow that and, and make it bigger and better, maybe get – UCLA or USC or one of those schools to uh, to jump on board. What what do we need to do? Yeah, I think starting with us, if we get a nice thirty million dollar donation from someone, it'd be a good start. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, getting those California teams would be awesome for the growth out west. Um, yeah, back to Lindenwood, I have a few friends on that team. I know Bailey knows a couple guys, and mm-hmm. they're a very good team, awesome setup, and even a school like Liberty, like you said. Um, they have a great setup too. There's lots of good spots in uh, ACHA hockey, and yeah, it'd be awesome if those California teams could join us sometime too. Bailey, you want to piggyback on that a little bit on the uh, the Lindenwood situation? Yeah, I know. Like he said, I I got a buddy at Lindenwood, and I, I know he loves it. And you know, I just think that some some schools definitely luck out in their facilities. But you know, in regards to uh, how we get those uh, West Coast schools, a little bit more of the West Coast to California schools. I think that'll just probably end up coming pretty soon. You know, I feel like hockey's just been growing more and more and there's going to be more more kids playing out West and more teams are going to have to have to be built for that reason. All right, Stephen, fire away. Yeah, let me, uh, let me ask uh, Bailey on this one. So when you go, take me inside a, a road trip with, for you, with your team. I mean, you, you know, you guys get to travel some during the season. Now you obviously come up here to Las Vegas and play UNLV, uh, you know, with, and actually, a lot of the teams within the the conference are have really good facilities. I've I've traveled some with the team in the past, and that we've been been to Colorado with them. And that University of Colorado has a great setup there. Uh, Utah has a great facility up there. Of course, uh, Arizona State. You know they've got their uh, the low ceiling uh, ocean side, but it's still an intense environment there. Um, so what is it like when you guys get to when you guys get to travel and you get to play some of these other teams in their building and and, uh, and 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 feed off the the energy and when you have the players the fans against you guys and rooting against you and uh, and when, what is that like when you guys get to travel as a team together? Yeah, so uh, I mean, obviously that depends on where we're going. You know, some teams <laughs> have more fan base than others. Like right. UNLV, every every single time I've been there, it's been a packed house, and that's that's one of the toughest places to play. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure what they've never been swept there, and a big reason is is probably because of their fan base. Uh, ASU, on the other hand, like we we get a lot of we probably get more fans than them at those games. So you know we're <laughs> we're able to build off our fans pretty well there. Uh, and both Colorado teams, uh, they don't usually have too big of a fan base. So you know it's just we got to create our energy on the bench, and you know it starts with just a big a big hit on the road or a big play, big goal, and just just got to roll up roll off of that because uh, you know if you go down on the road, it can be tough to find your way back. And that's tough. And we and we've talked about earlier about how how much you would miss the fans in your building if you can't play in front of fans. But mm-hmm. but it's the same when you're on the road and, and you go to some of these other schools. You're right. Uh, t- traveled with the UNLV team to Colorado. There there was hardly anybody in the stands. It was pretty empty. And then yeah, Utah pretty empty a lot of times too. And so and so that how difficult. I mean, so that is difficult. Is it for you guys when you're on the road and and it's pretty empty in there and you have to kind of create your own energy and, and kind of get going and, and, and important it is to get in front first because getting behind against the home team, it, it's tough to, to come back. Yeah. You know, I'd say when there's not many fans, it's, it's makes it easier on us than when there are a ton of fans because, you know, 
obviously it's a little bit quieter in there, you know, and uh, in, in that situation, then we just got to get up, go out there and, you know, like I said, make a big play, make a hit, get something to get the boys going on the bench and, and just start rolling because then we got to feed off our own energy there. Okay, we just got a few more minutes with you guys, and thanks for jumping on early with us too so we could uh, get things rolling. I know our, our audience loves it. Um, uh, we're going to do some fun stuff for the last uh, couple of questions here. I want to ask you guys uh, a couple of Coach Berman questions. I'm going to start with Coos. Coos, give me something that uh, we wouldn't know about Coach Berman that uh, is pretty obvious to you guys. <laughs> well, he's not the best speller, so you can make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> There's been, there's been plenty of games where I walk in the locker room before the rest of the team and I have to make some grammar corrections on the whiteboard. So I'm sure he'll hear this and say something about that. But. Okay, so so I'm going to follow up on that. There's another Berman. There's a little Berman that, that comes out in his suit and tie, and he's ready to roll you guys right from the get-go. You know who I'm talking about. So uh, how does the little Berman compare to the big Berman? Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I love his uh, suit he wears every day, and he, he's got the briefcase, and he's always ready to go. But, yeah, Grady's an awesome kid. It's, it's always nice having him around the locker room with us. I hear you. Okay, Bailey, it's your turn. Uh, give us something about Coach Berman that uh, maybe we wouldn't know or something that you didn't know uh, when you came over to the University of Arizona. Oh, you're killing me. Koo's got to go first. He stole mine. <laughs> Oh. oh, he's got plenty. I'm just just think back to a road trip. <laughs> I'm trying to think all the time. You can talk head. about when he fills in on the power play and his face gets red after oh, yeah. a second rush. Yeah, one, yeah, definitely. Berman loves to hop in on the on the power play and then tell, tell us he's too old for it after going hard for two minutes, five minutes. He's he's dying, sucking wind. <laughs> okay, that's enough beating up on Coach Berman. Let's talk about some of your teammates. Who's who's the funniest teammate, Coos? Who, who's the funniest wildcat in that locker room? Oh, that's a good question. That is a um, good we got a lot of funny guys. Yeah, we've had a lot of characters throughout the years. Um, funniest guy, I'd have to go with. I mean, me and Bailey always have a good time, but that's not a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, having a guy like Timor has been a nice uh, right? breath of fresh air. Timor's a character. He's always joking around and keeping things light in the locker room. So some days I'm not having it, having a bad day at school or something. It's always <laughs> nice coming to the rink and seeing him. All right. A lot of fans don't get to know this little insight part of it, but give us give us what the, uh, the celebration song is going to be this year. I think I know the ones from the past, but are we keeping the same celebration song in the locker room when, when coach is done or uh, we got something new coming this year? No, that's, that's a team decision thing. We gotta, we gotta figure that out with everybody. <laughs> what, what's it been in the past? Give us, give us some insight of what those, uh, those songs were in the past. Uh, what was last year's Taylor Swift? It was Love Swift. Story by Taylor Love Swift last year. Last year. <laughs> That was a good about the years before, to be honest. I forget what I what it was two years ago, but last year, love story was good. It got the boys fired up. I love it. I love it. Okay, one final one for me, and then I'll let Stephen uh, get the last one in here. But um, you, you play at TCC. We talked about the fans. We talked about all of that. When you leave TCC and you got to go on the road, where's the favorite road trip for each of you? We'll start with Bailey on this one. Whichever one's the shortest. <laughs> Love it. Oh, so that would be Tempe. That would be Tempe, probably. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I bet I won too many bus trips. Who's <laughs> helping? I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Colorado is always a good one, uh, yeah. especially Boulder is an awesome place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, not too many fans, unfortunately. Um, hopefully they get their ice situation figured out this year and they're able to play. But I think, uh, I think Vegas is always a cool one. Um, happy they joined their conference. Happy I've got to play them the past couple of years, but just the atmosphere there is awesome. And it's uh, yeah. very similar to ours. They got a smaller ring, so they can definitely pack it in a lot more than we can. And it's not Dude. too far of a drive. Yeah, that's go. right. Yeah, no. only a, only a six hour drive from <laughs> <Yep>. Tucson. <laughs> okay, Stephen, I, I lied to you. I get one more, then you can wrap it up. Um, <laughs> so when when I'm thinking about the uh, the season coming up, and I'm thinking about all the things that you guys have accomplished, and 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 all the things that that your fans have seen you do. Um, this is the quiz because Coach Berman tells me this every time I'm in the locker room at the beginning of the year. What's the order of uh, your checklist of what you guys want to cross off in a season? I know you're going to do it again this year, but the quiz is on, Bailey. What is it? What's the checklist as far as what you want to do first all the way up to what you want to finish with? We want to win the Cactus Cup. Oh, he got it right right up the get-go. <laughs> we want to win our conference, and then we want to win a national championship. Oh man, Coos, you agree, Coos? <laughs> yeah, hit the nail on the head. Um, I think other years the national championship might have been a bit unrealistic, but I think we're in a spot now where we can definitely compete for that, and it's not an unrealistic goal for this team. I hear you. Okay, Stephen, wrap it up with the guys. Well, I think I think I know where this is going to go, but let me let me ask each of you guys. Um, so, what are you guys looking forward to most about? Uh, this season and, and, and being able to get back out on the ice and being able to play, you know, you mentioned the goals and what the checklist is, but I mean, just in general, what is going to, what are you looking forward to most about getting back out on the ice with your teammates, being able to skate whenever that may be, and then getting into games, uh, hopefully in January. Uh, we'll start with Anthony on this one and then Bailey. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point we're just excited to get back on the ice, whether we're playing 50 games or 15, um, it's probably going to be a shortened schedule, as people can imagine. So that just means each game means a bit more. We can't take nights off. But I think we have a, one of the best uh, rosters we've had, on paper at least. So I'm excited to just finally get back on the ice, get tryouts going, and then start practicing soon. And then hopefully get some fans in the stadium and have a good last season here with uh, school. Yeah, uh, same here. I'm excited to just – get out get out to even practice in the first place but also with all these new guys you know i'm excited to get out and see what kind of talent that we got to work with this year and see where all these new guys are going to fit in so guys and thank you for joining us it's always great to touch base and uh, and find out a little bit more about wildcat hockey i know you guys are busy and got classes and things like that so we appreciate you jumping on the podcast tonight we'll be in touch we'll be watching you and uh, good luck this season okay Awesome. Yeah, thanks Thank for you having us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, folks. That's the uh, the captain and one of the assistant captains with the uh, University of Arizona Wildcat hockey team. We had uh, Bailey Marshall and Anthony Cusinelli join us tonight. Uh, Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and uh, finish up a little uh, talk about ACHA D1 hockey in about three minutes. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State athletics. 
a short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. I have a car whose lease is up soon, and I'll be looking around for the best deal that I can get. I have certain parameters that I'm looking for in the next vehicle. For example, I want a car that qualifies for New York State HOV sticker. But being on Long Island won't stop me from taking advice from hockey great Shane Doan. And I'll be checking out Bell Ford and BellFord.com. Bell Ford, the presenting partner of our new season of the Sunday Special at IcetimeHockeySW.com, was voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona. So go, shop where Shane Doan shops, talk to Kevin Wood. Let him know that IcetimeHockeySW.com sent you and let him give you the all-star treatment online or at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? 
Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champion. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And I missed it, folks, so uh, slap me on the hand a couple of times. Presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, the Maryville Saints. Uh, our newest presenting partner for the next two years, Stephen. We've got ourselves a presenting partner. Um, you know, Stephen, every time we talk with the players at the ACHA level, I'm so impressed because they carry themselves so well. They're well-spoken. Um, they're really classy individuals, and we're so fortunate to be able to cover uh, teams that have that much class and skill. So just your thoughts on uh, – University of Arizona and, and what we heard from uh, Bailey and uh, Anthony tonight. No, I think you're right on there with, with that, with the players. Uh, I was impressed again, as I was last week with the UNLV players, although I, I, I'm closer with those guys, obviously uh, last couple of seasons, but, uh, but just hearing from these two guys, uh, Cusinelli and, and, and Bailey Marshall, uh, it's, it's really impressive how, how much they, do represent the team very well. They 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 present themselves in a in a positive light, and they're, they're well spoken. They they know they they know their team. They they know what their team is capable of. They know what what they have how, what role they play in that, and uh, and they're great spokesmen for their for their team. And and that's what you want in great leaders. And I you know they same thing that they said that the you know we players said last week. Uh, you know just because you don't have a letter on your sweater doesn't mean you're not a leader. Uh, there's a lot of leaders in, in their locker room, they said, and, and you know, we said the same thing. And, and, that's, and that's what makes a team successful. I think that's why Arizona is a really good team, and they have been for the last few years, led by Chad Berman, but led by the players uh, themselves. Same with UNLV, with, with the situation they have and, and the players that they have and, and the leadership they have with the, the coaching staff there. And, 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 and I think there's – no secret. I mean, why these teams are, are good and and uh, so it's 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 real impressive. I I, I am real impressed because these are still college students and you know and 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 it's I know for me. I mean, I you know I studied journalism. I, I want to you know I try to talk for a living and sometimes I think they might be doing a better job than than I am. I mean, it's it's real it's real amazing. Uh, to me, it's uh, and, and they're not even you know they're not even maybe studying to be a journalist. I don't know, but yeah, it's 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 I'm impressed. I really am. It's it's that's what makes this great great ACH. That's why I was I wanted to ask uh, that I felt impressed to ask about the hockey at this level. And we know you and I know how great it is. We follow very closely, uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do too. But for those that are new to our podcast that may not know why why this why we focus so much of our time on the ACHA level in addition to the other things we do with, with the, with the, with the side and with, with, with the podcast. 
um, why the hockey at this level is so great. And, and, and I love the responses to that. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's competitive. It's, it's, it competes well with, with D2, D3 at the NCA level. And, and, uh, it's a great alternative for, for those, because there's only so many NCA spots that they want. And, and this can be a better alternative than maybe even a D2 or D3 at the NCA level. It's interesting because we had a player that played with a D3 school. We had, uh, we had, of course, the players last week for UNLV have also had experience playing with a with a D three uh, NCA program with 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 Chatham. So, yeah, long winded answer, but I'm real impressed by them. And I, it's no wonder that Arizona is where they are. And the same with last week with UNLV. It's it's no it's no it's no question, and it's no secret why UNLV is where they are. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question about uh, <clears throat> about road trips and being on the road because one of the the most enjoyable times I've had since we started this was. Um, I, I had planned on doing this more often and just logistically, it wasn't always uh, something that would work out, but I was able to get on, uh, the bus with, uh, the university of Arizona. I think it's four years ago this fall. Now, um, they went from Tucson to, um, Flagstaff played, uh, NAU D2. It was D1 against D2 ACHA, but it was the first game of the season, the first road trip. And I was able to just tag along and document it. And it's mo- still one of our most popular videos that, that we put on our YouTube site was, uh, was that trip. And you really learn. I mean, it, for me, it was literally a 24-hour turnaround, right? We, I went down there at not even 24 hours. I went down there like 2 in the afternoon, hopped on the bus with the guys, rode to Flagstaff, came back to Tucson, got there like, I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning. But you see what they kind of go through. Yes. Um, the bus broke down, unfortunately, and we were stuck <laughs> on the side of the road for an hour, hour or two, or maybe it felt like an hour or two, and it wasn't that long, but it was up and running. But you see what it's like to, to leave that site, have to stop somewhere and eat, and they had it all calibrated as to where they would be at a certain time, and that's where they found their restaurant to eat at. Uh, and then you get in, you watch them uh, get ready for a game and prepare, and then afterwards they had a very – uh, emotional win and uh, a couple of the well the Hogan brothers their uh, their grandpa was very ill at the time and it was an emotional win for them to be on the ice and get a win and they gave the game puck to him and I mean there's just so much insight uh, in a short trip like that that I thought was really cool and I would love to do that more often and maybe we will uh, down the road here but um, well yeah and I want to add to that as you as you know, I've in addition to helping you more, I was in the last few years. I've I've helped out the UNLV program with with doing uh, media content for them, with writing for the website that, that they had, and, and so I've had the and doing the social media during the games and stuff. And and I've had the opportunity to go on several road trips with them in the last couple of seasons. Uh, usually, uh, I've gone on one to, down to Tempe with them a couple of seasons ago. I've done the trip to De- uh, to Denver with them, and they played the Colorado schools. And uh, then we and I think. Uh, and that's pretty much, I guess that's it. But those, those two, and 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 it's been, uh, oh, in Utah, I went to Utah with them one time, and, and a couple times actually, and that was, and those were all great, uh, great experiences. Uh, you know, I, there's there's always something happens, and um, it's it's fun. You get to see the the players, uh, you know, interact. That the UNLV team team treats the players very well. You know, this is why they they, they want to raise as much money as they can, and and it's expensive. At this level, because uh, when they do go on the trips, they they're fed well. Um, they they get uh, you know they they stay in decent decent to really to nice hotels. Um, they travel in a nice 
nice bus or 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 when they or when they have to fly it's it's a nice flight and and it's it's nice uh you know i remember the trip to denver that i did with them a couple seasons ago and uh you know dana lane who does the games he was on the trip with me and we, we roomed together which was which was a interesting experience in itself i mean it in a good way dana had a great time <laughs> together but <laughs> but uh but you know being five days in the same room with dana was was a was a was a new experience for me but uh but but a positive thing, all positive love dana i love dana obviously it's uh it's always a it's always being with him for five days so uh, if hey if you dig that hole too deep i've got another shovel for you so no 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 it's all it's all positive <laughs> I'm things kidding, yeah. it's all positive I'm kidding, things yeah. but but anyways i one of the things that one of the stories i'll share is uh we were going to they were we were going to the a, a restaurant uh, before the game, uh, this was in in Denver. Before they took, before we got on the bus to to go to to, to Boulder to play uh, Colorado, and the bus driver didn't really. It, it was interesting because he, we we were we were going to the the Cheesecake Factory, and and the bus driver for some reason dropped. And this is in the downtown Denver area. If people are familiar with that, there's a lot of you know downtown Denver. There's a lot of businesses and things around there, and 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 we got dropped off at. It seemed like a, a mile away, and 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 we all have got off the bus, and and we real and, and realized that we weren't near the restaurant. So here we are, the whole team, the whole coaching staff, and <laughs> us, and we had to walk through, which was nice though, because I hadn't really left the hotel since we got. We walked through downtown uh, Denver for about uh, maybe half a mile, or and uh, till till we finally got to the restaurant, and and we and we sat down when the bus could have easily dropped us off, probably right in front of the restaurant. So that was, and the the. The coaches couldn't understand why that had happened, but <laughs> it's called pregame pregame exercise, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was real it was real nice. It was it was brisk, you know. The the temperature was was brisk because it was uh this February, so of course in Denver it can still get kind of chilly, but uh, yeah, it was nice. And and but you learn a lot about the players because you get to be around them and you you see um, you know because when you go for when I when you just go for a home game, a lot of times you just show up an hour or so before the game. Uh, you maybe see the players they do you know prepare a little bit and they're at home but when you you see them on a road trip you you see them do it the whole time and and you get to you get to know them about the players and you get to see how they bond as a team when when they plan team activities for for certain trips uh, one one trip was to, we went to Arizona and uh, when they were playing Arizona State and and we they decided to to go watch a movie, so they we went. We only went to the movie theater and we watched a movie, and then we went to the game. You know, and then they got ready for the game. So, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, and 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 the bus is not, the bus is the the most interesting part about it because it's it's not that's not the most pleasant part about it. The the bus rides, uh, going coming <laughs> back. Bailey Mar- Marshall told you that. <laughs> well, and I can agree with that because that that's probably the hardest part. It's you know, we, we've left at real early morning times. We've gotten back. Especially the Utah, you know, the same money. They don't, you know, they come back after the game, after that Saturday game, and it's a six-hour drive from Utah, uh, Salt Lake City to to Las Vegas, and you get back at maybe four or five in the morning, and so you know, and you try to sleep on the bus, but it's it's difficult. You know, the players are having fun, they're watching movies and stuff, hanging out, and then at some point it gets pretty quiet when everybody's kind of tired and worn out and and is sleeping, and you try to get to sleep, but then you know, so it usually takes you a couple of days after a trip like that to kind of get reacclimated, but yeah, those are the those are the fun things to 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 go through and and uh, yeah, so it's a lot of lot of fun. Uh, and I know the players enjoy being able to go on the road too and, and have those experiences as well. And some trips, as you said, are better than others. As, as you know, Las Vegas is a popular destination for 
a lot of people in it, whatever sport it may be. And certainly the NHL teams, I don't know if they look forward to coming here or not, but they, they certainly look forward to the environment that they come here. And, and I know that Arizona, you know, it's always a tough, tough battle when Arizona's here and it's always good games. And, and it's, it's become a good little, uh, good little battle between the two schools uh, here in Vegas and certainly down there in Tucson. Well, as, uh, as I announced last week, we are expanding our coverage, so we will have uh, uh, a little more stuff not only on the podcast but on the website as well from uh, Colorado, Utah, Colorado State, um, of course, UNLV, ASU, U- University of Arizona, and Grand Canyon. So we'll, we'll poke around. We'll see if we can get more of the captains to come on with us and, and visit on our show and, and see what they think. Uh, I do also want to shout out the, the fact that we have added the Arizona Kachinas uh, women's slash girls program. Uh, they're going to have their own page on the website, and we're going to be doing some coverage. Matter of fact, they're scrimmaging right now, and they have a very um, talented group of girls that are not only playing in Arizona, but all over the West. They play in a tier two league, so we'll have a little bit more coverage on the, the girls side of thing as they build into uh, what I think will be a very strong ACHA um representation from Arizona State and Grand Canyon uh, this year as well. So all kinds of good stuff happening on the club side of things. And I hate to use the word club. The coaches hate it. Uh, It's uh, ACHA hockey is what we'll call it. Uh, I wish I could use that in our title because that really defines uh, what they are more than anything. And I also want to shout out to – I'm planning a trip up to see you on the uh, the, uh, 1 October on the anniversary of uh, a terrible day in Las Vegas. But – uh, the Golden Knights have turned it into something really good, and and right. they're going to have their annual blood drive again. Blood drive, and yeah. and uh, we'll be down at uh, at T-Mobile, um, seeing what uh, what's going on down there, and how the community and the, especially the Golden Knights and now the Henderson Silver Knights, as well as UNLV, they're all stepping up to uh, to make sure that uh, the community of Las Vegas knows that uh, they're supported. By the way, how great does the ice look? It, uh, they got the ice down. It looks like it uh, at Lifeguard Arena there for the Silver Knights, <laughs> and that's impressive. got the they got the Silver Knights uh, logo there in center ice, and it's looking pretty good. Obviously, I think as you, I think as you said, I think one October is October first is when they plan on having that building ready to go, uh, an opening, and in some way they're going to do. I'm sure they're going to have an opening. It won't be as grand as they would have probably envisioned it to be, but but I'm sure they'll, they'll unveil it in, in, in the best way that they can. Uh, as you mentioned, yes, the blood drive for the Golden Knights uh, that they're doing. Uh, yeah, 1 October, it's hard to believe it'll be three years. Um, it just kind of time, times it out because, as we know, the Golden Knights started their first season right after, a few days right after that, and so it's, it just kind of brings you back to how, how much we've, we've seen things in this past three years. Uh, just as personally from, from a, being a Vegas guy, just seeing now we have the NHL here, just – from, from the tragedy that we had at one October, probably one of the darkest days in our his in our nation, but certainly certainly the darkest day for for Las Vegas, uh, with that tragic shooting, and and then we saw the Golden Knights get you know start playing their first season right after that, you know ten days later with the first home game with the emotional speech by Derek England and and I'm gonna get emotional just thinking about the journey here that we've, we've been through here as, as Vegas people and and the great run of the final in the first season and then. You know the, the the three seasons of the of the Golden Knights. Now we have, you know, UNLVs as well as has continued to to grow as well, and and then we see the Silver Knights now in the picture, and uh, you know this is not hockey related, but it's you know we just saw the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, play their first home game here in Las Vegas the other night. 
on Monday Night Football. And too bad it was empty, but you know there'll be fans in there at some point, and it'll be great. And they won, and so you've now now we have NFL here, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty amazing to think. And, and, I was thinking about the other. Have... What else we have? You have a fight over the Statue of Liberty at New York, New York. Uh, <laughs> is it going to wear Raiders jersey, Golden Knights jersey, Henderson Silver Knights jersey? What's it going to wear? Uh, WNBA, they've had a jersey on it. Uh, that, yeah. It's a battle for supremacy, we, isn't it? And we should mention <laughs> we should mention our the, the Aces. Uh, you mentioned the WNBA. The Aces are actually in the semifinal of the WNBA bubble there in in Florida. So uh, Vegas is just. And the Aces in the first two seasons here have, have really been pretty good. So uh, it's, it's pretty amazing to, to, to think five years ago, ten years ago, that we didn't have any professional teams in Las Vegas. It seems so like a, like a so far of a dream that uh, – and we've talked to people about this, you know, when they say, you know, we have vision hockey in Vegas and everything. And now to think now here we are and it's, and it's great and, and great things are happening. We don't want to leave our Arizona people out and – and certainly now we have new coverage area as well. Arizona's got great things. The Coyotes have a, a new general manager, and looks like things are pro- looking up promising there for the Coyotes. And uh, hopefully, you know, hockey is great in, in Arizona as well. And it's it's just really a fun time to be around this area, to follow sports, to follow hockey, particularly since this is what we focus on. And it's just it's just real exciting. I just can't wait till we have games. We got to savor these last few games of the Stanley <laughs> Cup final because it's going to be the last games we have of live hockey for a few months. And then hopefully December, January, the commissioner made it sound like more like January. He didn't say, but he was saying don't rule out yeah, the January start. And then obviously the ACHA will be starting in January. And then hopefully by then we can we can go and fans can be allowed in some way. And we'll just we'll just have we'll just get. I go. I think Stephen that that we're going to see NCAA hockey before we see um, AHL, NHL, or ACHA. I just think that the NCAA is really following the lead of their uh, football teams, and they're going to be. Um, pushing the envelope, if you will. They're already on the ice practicing, and uh, they're looking forward to uh, some game action. But unfortunately, until all the big conferences have their uh, schedules released, it's hard for uh, Arizona State, who is an independent still, to to get their uh, schedule together. I know they're working very hard on it, and I'm sure there'll be an announcement very, very soon. But that's what I see happening Um like I said, the beauty of this is, and I'll talk about Colorado briefly when I wrap this up, but when our uh, vice president of content and design, Zach Bondurant, was putting together the graphic for our new coverage area, he said, you know, I know they call Minnesota the state of hockey, but he said, when I was filling out Colorado uh, and trying to put all the logos into that state, <laughs> there's a lot of hockey being played there in Colorado. When you consider Air Force, Colorado College, Denver, Colorado State, Colorado, the Colorado Eagles, the uh, the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, there is, so, and then the the women's teams. So I mean, there's like it just continues to boom, um, and bringing them in is just going to enhance what we do. So I look forward to being able to have some of their coaches and uh, captains on too as we continue to promote hockey now in the Southwest. Even no more desert Southwest. Just the Southwest. Just the Southwest. So, uh, okay. It, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, next Wednesday night. I'll probably be doing the show from Vegas and and uh, bright and early be over at T-Mobile on Thursday morning on one October and and uh, you know just celebrating the passion uh, of Las Vegas and and the support and the community and all the things that they do. It's it's hard to call it a celebration, but it really is because they celebrated the lives of the victims. And they, they celebrated the, 
the strength of the city and coming together. And uh, I think that's something that, uh, that continues to need to be documented. So we'll see you next week. Um, I'll let you do your read and then we'll uh, say goodnight with Roger Klein and the peacemakers. One thing I do want to mention this and I, you know, it always seems like I, we talk a lot yeah. of UNLV one hockey, but one more thing. <laughs> and, and I, I don't want to leave out the UNLV folks out on this, but, uh, they started a thing on their YouTube channel uh, that's going to be a three-part series, uh, Rebel Signature Series. That, uh, great work, it. yeah, it's great work done by uh, by uh, the the guy over there that's doing a lot of the video stuff now, and and uh, and so it's it's great. It's uh, it's it looks at that third season. Uh, they, as we mentioned on this show before, as we know, you know, we had a rough little patch in the middle of last season with the nine-game streak, and then overcoming that um, with a couple games at the Orleans, and then you know with and then Minot series, and I won't spoil it if people don't know what happened. It's, we'll make it like a teaser for a movie. I think it's kind of what it seems like. It's a little mini-series. Uh, so go on the uh, UNLV YouTube channel and check that out, uh, Rebel Signature Series. Uh, Dana Lane, every, my favorite pal, Dana Lane, is, uh, is featured prominently on that as he gives his insight on that. And uh, so check that out and, uh, and enjoy that. Uh, uh, but I think it's going to be a three-part series, it sounds like. And uh, – it was the first one was good, so I'm sure the other two will be good as well. All right, take it away. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville Hockey, is also brought to you by voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona, Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. This presenting partner of the Sunday special asked to see our friend Kevin Wood tell him Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you. To see the top-selling lines of Ford trucks and more, uh, cold beers and cheeseburgers are dining rooms in accordance to CDC guidelines are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you the power of the new T-Mobile. Now you can bring the best of Las Vegas home. Stop by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located minutes from T-Mobile Arena and the home of the Raiders, New Allegiance Stadium, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and pick up a bottle or three of our championship barbecue sauce home. By Summer Skates, your team can design its own logo and show it off with pride on our koozies and shower shoes. Team discounts available. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner behind the mask for all of your hockey needs visit any of our three locations or go to behindthemask.com by college bar and grill in tempe by asu fans for asu fans oceanside ice arena learn to play hockey sessions are back for kids and kids at heart see oceansideicearena.net for more details roger klein's can't see on tequila Score a Roger Klein hat trick. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try each of our three styles of the best-tasting tequila. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. And by MDrive, go to MDriveForMen.com. Try our new Relax Supplement for better sleep. MDrive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, 
and iHeartRadio. And my new favorite way that I've yet to set up, but hope to do it one day here, newly available on the TuneIn app, just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, and we are working very hard to get that connection with Alexa to work. I don't know if she just doesn't like the letters or whatever, but we're working on it. We'll get it fixed uh, as quickly as we can. Our thanks tonight to the University of Arizona Wildcat hockey team, Captains uh, Bailey Marshall and Anthony Cusinelli for joining us. Also, a shout-out to the two captains that weren't joining us tonight in uh, Matthew Hole and uh, Alex Johansson, uh, Alex Johansson, I should say, as uh, congratulations on being named captain. It's a great honor at whatever your level you're at. Um, and certainly the uh, Wildcats have, uh, have achieved a lot of things and are looking forward to achieving more. So, so for Stephen Marsh up in Las Vegas, Nevada, Scott Serrani in Scottsdale, Arizona, saying goodnight from another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. We'll talk to you again Sunday night on a special pandemic playoff podcast. Good night, everybody.